What's up, folks? <laughs> Welcome back to the Many Millennial Manchild Podcast, and as always, I'm your host, Miles Casey. Got a little bit of that World Cup fever, if you couldn't tell. It's been awesome. It's been exciting. I've really been enjoying the World Cup. Uh, I'll get into that in a little bit here, but as always, thank you, folks, for listening. I hope this episode finds you in good spirits. Hope you're having a good week so far. Yeah, I know it's only Monday, but we're going to make it a good week. We're going to kick some ass, as usual, and we're just going to start off right. That's the plan. So, as always, thank you for listening. Um, don't forget to follow me on Twitter at mkc 6 and on Instagram at MilesKC06. Thank you for sharing the episodes, liking, subscribing, rating, all of that fun stuff that helps me out. It is much appreciated. Thank you, thank you. So, yeah, let's get into it. Uh, you know, obviously started out with the, the goal. You know, I love that. It's, it's one of the things that cracks me up just when you're watching the World Cup, I like to watch with either British announcers or even though I don't understand a fucking word, Spanish announcers. It's just more exciting, you know? The the U.S. announcers in soccer, they really don't do that good of a job, you know? And it might be part of the reason why people even in the U.S. aren't even as excited about the World Cup as I think they should be because it's fun for me. I like watching anybody who's doing it at the highest level and it's a big event like this, how can you not watch it? How can you not like it? Or at least respect it? You know, like, sure, the soccer players have a tendency to flop and be kind of foo-foo or wussy or whatever you want to call it from time to time. But uh, I don't care. Like, watching somebody who's the best do this, like, and perform at these levels, uh, it's always fun for me. Whether it's tennis, I even like to watch some golf, you know. It doesn't matter. When it's at the top level, I find it interesting. So yeah, I've been watching the World Cup. It's been a little bit of a bummer today. Uh, the team I was rooting for, Mexico, is now been knocked out by Brazil, which is a bummer. You know, Brazil's really good. They're probably one of the favorites to win it, if not the favorite. So it was going to be a tough win for Mexico no matter what. But, you know, they beat Germany. There was a lot of hype behind them, and unfortunately they couldn't pull it off. It's a bummer. But one of the things that I find so fascinating about the World Cup is just, like, how it brings people together. I mean, I've been seeing people at Starbucks all day today wearing Mexico jerseys, Brazil jerseys. I think I saw a Belgium jersey. Like, it's seriously, I've seen all kinds of stuff. And it's really fun because it, it connects people. I'm able to talk with them, kind of like, oh, so who's your team? Obviously, you're rooting for them. Like, what do you think? Yada, yada. And it's been really fun just to kind of see some other people's perspectives on it. Because I've even talked to some actual, an actual Brazilian today, and she was, you know, she was just losing her mind after the win. She was loving it. And it's crazy to see that kind of passion for uh, for soccer, for a sport that isn't that big here. And I really like it. And it's just fun to kind of experience that through, like, another culture a little bit. I don't know. Basically, the World Cup is cool because it brings people together. And it's, like, rare. It happens, like, once every four years. So it's very special. And it feels like a big deal, at least to me. So I've really been enjoying the World Cup. And, you know, if you haven't been watching it, I get it. Maybe soccer's not your thing, but, you know, check it out. Watch a game or two. It's starting to get into the, the really high level of competition, and it's fun. And you're missing out if you're not watching it, in my opinion. But, you know, two each the zone. I get it. Uh, besides that, uh, sorry, it sounds like they're fucking playing a World Cup match upstairs right now. There's not much I can do, obviously, especially as the downstairs neighbor. You just kind of get shit on sometimes. That's a... That's just, you know, the bane of being the downstairs neighbor and, you know, not having a real place to record a podcast. So, sorry if there's 
excess noise and it sounds like you know 32 players are doing a crazy indoor soccer match upstairs but can't do too much about that um but yeah besides that i do want to mention shout out to lebron coming out here to southern california coming out to the lakers hell yeah that's exciting for me i've really in the last year maybe two started liking nba more getting more involved in it i don't really have a team i was kind of cheering for the rockets this year and you know i'm out here in southern california the lakers have a great history shit boy am i about to jump on the bandwagon son shit i might be because i like lebron he's one of my favorite players to watch he's a good dude no matter what people say people love to hate the great lebron but i mean he's the king for for a reason so i'm excited to see what he brings out here to the lakers gonna you know re-energize that team probably make them a a contender in the West. They, they picked up a few other people too. JaVel McGee, I think maybe Lance Stevenson. So they're making moves. We're out here. Southern California, baby. Let's go. Yeah, so the kid's excited for that. We're looking forward to seeing uh, what the man, the king, can do out here in, in uh, L.A. That'll be fun. Southern Cali. So I'm excited by that. Uh, other than that, you know, I did have the birthday this weekend. The kid's 28 turning into a grandpa getting older grandpa miles uh and living up to the grandpa miles name i stayed in on my birthday i did not do a damn thing and it was beautiful people it was amazing you know i had the option to maybe go out and do a little bar crawl or go get drunk and i was just like you know what i've had a fucking busy week last week i had to work crazy hours you know i was late getting the podcast out yada 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 and it was just like, oh, Saturday night? What is he doing? What's the kid going to do? Is he going to go get drunk? Is he going to go have a crazy party? No, not at all. I stayed home, I watched movies, and I just got a little high. Not even crazy high, just a little high. Then I passed out at like 10.30, and it was a beautiful night, a beautiful birthday. 28 years on this earth. Incredible. So that's awesome. Had that going for me. Uh... 28, you know, don't feel too different. Feel the same. Whatever. Another year, we're doing it. We're moving forward. We're, prog- we're, we're, you know, pushing forward and just figuring out this life the best we can, as I hope you are too. So, yeah, we'll just get into it today. Uh, today, I have a special guest on the episode, uh, on the Man Child Pod. Uh, his name is Oren Rosenberg. And we talked a little bit about politics. I know, I know. People are tired of politics, it's exhausting, it's just that and the other, but I don't really talk about it too much. I try not to on here. So, today, we're dabbling, you know, I see a little bit of myself and him, because we both have been on Facebook, social media warriors at times, like, I don't really do it anymore, but he has kind of been galvanized by the Trump thing, and I found it interesting, and wanted to talk to him about it a little bit. So, we get into that today, and much, much more, it's not just politics, but yeah, I think it was a good conversation. I had a great time talking to Oren. Anytime somebody takes a little time out of their day to come over and chat with me, it is greatly appreciated, and I thank you, Oren. So, uh, without further ado, we'll just get into it. Enjoy.
welcome back to the Millennial Manchild Podcast. Today, I have a very special guest with me, my friend and fellow comic, Oren Rosenberg. Welcome, Oren. What, what? So, uh, today, we're just going to have a little chat, you know, see what's up. We're trying to do this before the open mic. We, uh, we actually met originally at the Winston's open mic that we'll be going to after this. World famous Winston's open mic. World famous, it I is. I mean, it's, a, it's one of the OG mics in town, right? Absolutely. I mean, yeah. I mean not only one of the OG mics, but they also have, like, a great, like, venue for, like, bands and stuff that come in there. They have a pretty good pull, like... Oh, yeah, yeah. Winston's, yeah, it's a sweet place. I mean, I, you know, I go all the way back to the Jeff Bilodeau days of the... Uh, really? Like, were, were you... That was before my time. That was before your time, really? Yeah, I've met Jeff Gosh, a few times, but... man. Time flies, dude. Yeah. It's crazy. How long have you been doing comedy for? Um, I've been, let's say, four years, almost coming up on... Four years. Four years, wow. yeah, something like nice, that. Nice. Yeah, what about you? For about a year, a little over a year for me. Really? Yeah, yeah. God, I just feel like you know. I feel like you've always been there. <laughs> I like that. Yeah. You're, you're like um, you're like Obi Wan after Darth Vader killed him. You're just like a, you're <laughs> like yeah. a, a spirit, just chilling, giving it good advice. Well, thank you. I yeah. appreciate that. I yeah. always try to have good energy there when I'm at Winston's, you know, and try to be friendly. That's mm. just kind of who I am too, you know. Always wearing the tie dye, kind of being a goofball, but mm. always fun. Yeah, yeah. Not out of place in Ob. It's a little tie-dye never hurt anyone absolutely yeah. it's pretty it's pretty much part of the uniform here in mm. for real yeah so i did want to get to so i know we haven't had a, like a real long talk like this before but mm. i did want to get to know you a little better sure. too like uh how, were you from san diego born and raised or did you move here no i'm from i'm from the east coast you could tell by my like dar- so. my darkness and my <laughs> general <laughs> hatred for my fellow man yeah not not much of a West Coast sunny personality. What, what about you? You're from here? So, no. So, I'm actually originally, I've been out oh, here. Oh, you're from Kansas. Exactly. I remember that. Yeah. yeah. I'm from Kansas and moved out here about four years ago. I'm yeah. Obviously, you know, no offense to Kansas, massive upgrade. Yeah, from, yeah. Yeah. I live right next to the fucking ocean, for Christ's sake. I feel like I drove through Kansas once. I went to school in Wisconsin. Uh huh. And then I went down to New Orleans once. To, I think I drove through yeah, Kansas. Yeah, you might have, absolutely. Yeah, like yeah. I 70 or something yeah, like that. Yeah, that was, yeah, that was like the part where. It was like super crazy flat and you just oh, it's so nothing. boring. You just yeah. see people don't realize like how flat it is. Either. Yeah, it's like it's you crazy. can literally see as far as the eye can see in Kansas yeah, yeah, for yeah. sure. Everywhere. Yeah, it reminds me of like the Mongolian steppe. I think it's <laughs> like that too. Uh huh. Yeah, they're they're a little bit of a different type of person in Kansas for sure. The Mongolian steppe, <laughs> but geographically, yeah, no, similar. I know what you mean. Yeah, just the Great Plains. Yeah, but, but yeah, I've been out here for about four years. Obviously, I love it. And uh, so, what did you what did you go to school for? You said you went to school in Wisconsin. Yeah, yeah, I went. I got my undergrad in business. Business, nice. Yeah. See, that's what I got. I went to K State, got the finance degree, mm-hmm. and currently not using it. Yeah, like I've kind of taken a step back from like the corporate world a yeah. little bit. Like I was working for LPL Financial. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, you told me that last and, time. Yeah. And like, it just wasn't doing it for me. You know, I yeah. think I got laid off too, but. Okay, but, but it was it was a happy layoff. It was, it was. like a, a mutual. Was, like you kind of laid them off a little bit too. So at first it was like, holy shit, I'm getting yeah. laid off. And then it's yeah. like the more it, like I thought about it, I was like, wait, I don't like this job. Yeah, I don't. This isn't what I want to do for my life. Like you know what I mean. And that's yeah. when I, the layoff was actually kind of what pushed me to do stand up for sure. Like getting that wake up call it's like fuck if i can just get laid off at any time and they don't care about me or whatever i'm doing yeah like why not try to do my own thing why not to try to do something that i want to do try to do something that'll make me a little happier you Mm -hmm. know what i mean yeah yeah. 
No, I mean, when I started stand up, I was um, I was temping, basically loading uh, insurance files into boxes mm. in a basement of the Liberty Mutual in Portland, Oregon. Oh, shit. So you it's used city. to live in Portland for a little bit, too. Yeah, yeah. I lived in Portland a little so bit. So you've jumped around a few, a little mm-hmm, bit. Yeah. So lot. you went from East Coast, then all the way to the Pacific Northwest, and now mm-hmm. down here to San Diego? Yeah, well, I know. So first, so I, um, East Coast, went to school in Wisconsin, then I moved to L.A. right after school. Oh. And then I'm like, fuck this. <laughs> and then, so lived with my parents for a little bit in Colorado, uh-huh. and then I moved to Portland, and then I moved down here. Oh, so yeah. your parents live in Colorado to this day still? Yeah. So they're, nice. they're, I don't know if you heard, they're having that big fire right I now. I did hear about that. Yeah, that's that's right outside uh, oh, shit. where they live. Okay. They're, they're, they're all right. Okay, huh? Yeah, yeah. It's like, it's on the other side of town. And so they're trying to kind of push the fire up away and from what, town. What city do they live in? in Durango. Durango. Yeah, okay, Durango. Yeah, so, yeah, oh, I have a buddy a... who actually, like, that's a place he wants to really go live at is Durango, really? Colorado. He loves it. It's, you know, it's a beautiful area. Apparently. It is nice. Yeah. I've never actually been there. Just heard great things. Yeah. About it. It's, it's sweet. But, um, so I just, I was talking to my mom today and apparently they're saying this fire is going to keep going until the snow falls. What? Which is crazy, right? Because like, there's nothing they can do, basically. I mean, so what they do when they're fighting these fires is they like basically either do a controlled burn or some mm. kind of thing where they're clearing brush so that they can create can this stop li- it exactly they mm. create this line where the fire burns and burns and then it gets to this line where there's no fuel so it just kind of burns out yeah so that basically that's why you need all these firemen to be working something like this is because it's just so much hard work to create a huge long line to try to get around the fire and have the line be sufficiently thick wow. so that an ember is not going to jump the line because then you know i didn't know that's how they did it it makes that's how sense they do it, yeah because it's like you, you would think like maybe they're dumping water on it, but it's like mm-hmm. if they if they were dumping 10 or a thousand times more water than it's physically possible, it still wouldn't do it. That's crazy. So, so you're not you're not doing it with water. That makes sense. You have to eliminate the fuel source. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. And just let it burn itself out. So I think what they're doing is they're getting in between town and the fire and just kind of focusing on building the line where the people's houses are. Mm-hmm. And then so there's this big, you know, forest area. And it'll just push deeper and deeper into the forest until, uh, I guess, until winter. Wow. Which is crazy, right? Damn, it's only, it's fucking June. <laughs> right? It's not even summer wow. yet. That's that what is saying. gnarly to think yeah, about. Yeah, it's really messed up. And luckily, so far, you know, knock on wood, there haven't been too many things out here in Southern California, like California yet, have there, like, fire... Well, my, I mean, there was like a little one that was, I think, started by some kids, like, right off the 8, and my, um, my girlfriend was, like, driving home from my house... And she got stuck in that traffic, and she was just sitting there for an hour on the eight. Dude, that's the worst. That's yeah. one thing, like, moving from Kansas, obviously, yeah. where I lived yeah. in a – like, I wasn't, like, Kansas City. It was, like, yeah. small, podunk Kansas, really? right? So, like, there's no traffic. Traffic – it's so funny when I hear people say, like, oh, there's traffic on 10th Street, which is, like, the busy street yeah, in yeah. Great Bend. I'm yeah. like, you guys have – no fucking clue. Traffic is like four cars waiting for the light or something. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, You're yeah. like fourth in line at the yeah, light. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god, traffic. Yeah. But, but uh, I I did. Well, there was one one question I wanted to ask you, kind of mm-hmm. that I thought was interesting because I think we at least I used to be similar on this. Mm-hmm. I noticed like on Facebook you do a little bit of political posts and stuff. A little, a little. Not, not much. Yeah. No, no, I was I was kind of joking because I actually so, maybe overdo it a little bit. So, but that's okay yeah. because. I used to be, I used to do that. And I wanted to pick your brain on this a little yeah, bit yeah. because I had to give it up. I yeah. had to, it, it, I found it to be exhausting. Mm-hmm. I found it to be 
I never changed a single mind. I don't think. No. I don't no. think I've. Probably I don't not. think I ever won the hearts and minds of the other side mm-hmm. when I was yeah. arguing with them. Yeah. And, and it's and it's weird. Like a lot of times, I think because it's online, like the discourse just goes to the gutter. Real, mm-hmm. like because people take it's so weird. It's almost like people take it as a personal affront oh, to totally. them or like an mm-hmm. attack sometimes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, even if you're just like this is you know trying to post whatever it may be about. Whether totally. it's like North Korea stuff or, or you know, mm-hmm. the most recent thing is like the, the, the guy came out with a, the new email thing or whatever. Because like Hillary's emails. Uh, oh, but, the uh, inspector general? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, yeah and, man, but I how mean, do you feel about like, do you, do you feel like it's something that, and it's like fine if you enjoy it. Because I, I enjoyed it when I did it. Yeah. But then for a while it was like, but then after a while I was like, what am I? Yeah, I mean, don't worry. You're not going to dissuade me. No, <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, I make me feel bad. Yeah, no, but I mean, the thing about it for me is... I so like before 2016 and Trump and all that yeah like I kind of liked not really engaging with politics at all because yeah because it's it's not it's something where you're always having to compromise what you really believe and you're never really getting Mm. what you want out of it Mm -hmm. you know what I mean and you're also and I mean what you what you were just talking about kind of goes to the point where um Sometimes you can just be kind of disappointed with, you know, other people in general. You can become disappointed because, you know, for whatever reason, like, you know, I, yeah, I'm kind of losing my train of thought a little bit. It's okay. So it's like, because for me, when I used to get on there, and it's going to be maybe a little different. I don't know, like, what background you came from, if you were, like, more conservative friends. But, like, Mm -hmm. my, where I'm from, obviously heavy conservative i was oh, yeah. much more liberal mm-hmm. so i was totally it was like there was one guy and i was surrounded by like 13 mm-hmm. people and they're like let's beat the shit out of this guy like not yeah, always yeah. but like sometimes it would feel that way do you sometimes... oh yeah no i grew up in a conservative town mm-hmm. in uh, new jersey it was actually a town that historically like my uncle brought this up to us they have very strong support for the nazis in world war ii really yeah it was strong oh, support God. strong support for the nazis there were gates around town that used to be to keep out the blacks and the Jews and all that. Holy you know what I mean? Shit. So I mean, and you is this you, southern, northern New Jersey? Northern New Jersey. And you go, you Wikipedia the town today, and it actually is. It really gives me just joy and delight the amount that Wikipedia kind of rips on my town <laughs> because I just really don't like the town um, that much. But you- yeah, I mean, the, but it's, what I was trying to say before, I think, is just I have a just kind of a general anger at other people mm. and that's kind of like i just like to just get it out sometimes and i i feel like i've gotten really good because i'm not i won't engage someone i won't be like you're you you're dick you have dick breath and <laughs> fuck your face and shit yeah. i won't engage with people in that way but i feel like i've hit a kind of a really sweet spot of being really passive aggressive <laughs> and dismissive of people so that they know i'm really upset like i'm really angry at you and i want to call you names but I'm gonna do it in a much more classy way. Yeah, but it's more basic, civilized. But I'm basically saying you you have dick breath. <laughs> <Eat a bad laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. But just in a way where it's like I'm really attacking what you say. Mm-hmm. Because you know, it's like if I'm arguing with some bum fuck in Kentucky or whatever, I don't know him. Yeah, you know, of course. It's like I'm not gonna I'm not gonna say that his you know his wife is ugly or something because I don't know anything and I don't care to do research. No, you know, to find out who this guy is. So I'm not gonna speak from a place of total ignorance but it, but when you, you write these things 
I'll attack the things that you just wrote because mm-hmm. you just wrote that and it's right there and we could, you know, read Absolutely. it till the cows come home. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah. I mean, so I, yeah, of course you don't change people's minds often. Mm-hmm. Um, but I actually, I do think I have changed some people's minds a little bit on like certain like California propositions like mm-hmm. the uh, that one with the prescription drugs that we had in 2016 yep like i was i was going really hard against that so i mean you can make little did you little vote most here. in this most recent election uh in the primaries yes yeah I did, yeah, yeah i did too yeah i voted for all democrats and one republican because i'm still a little salty about the bernie sanders loss and really? i didn't want to feel like the Democrats little play puppet. So I was like, yeah, yeah, and it was yeah. for like some stupid position. It didn't, it wasn't for like yeah. the Senator or the house of representatives. And I, I think I voted for Gavin Newsom for governor, mm-hmm. but, uh, it was just funny. I, I was still a little salty. It's like, fuck you guys. Like, yeah, <laughs> I mean, I'm actually I'm a goon like that. Though. And this is, yeah. And I, this is how, um, kind of alone in the world that I really am is, I'm actually a, like a huge Hillary guy. Mm-hmm. I'm, a, I'm like a neoliberal or whatever you want to call it, like a center, yeah, yeah, liberal guy. So um, not a lot of people are like. And that's vocally, a dying. Yeah, not a lot of people are vocally that way. And I, there's actually a lot of you know because I went to like I uh, went to school for economics as well afterwards. Okay. So it's like there's all these things that Bernie believes that are I feel like are really just In, wrong. Yeah. So, um, you know, and, I, I like Bernie, like he's like, you know, he's one of us. He's like a East Coast, you know, angry yeah. Jew. So, yeah. it's like, so I can't I can't hate him that much, but I would like to just sit down and kind of have a red faced argument with him. At, mm-hmm. at some point, that would be nice. And the, and the thing about and see, like I say I'm a Bernie supporter in the sense like I'm not as much as I was two years ago. Mm-hmm. Right. Like, I, yeah. I, yeah. I, like now I'm just like oh there's that old man doing his thing like I he, mm-hmm. I like that he's authentic I like that mm-hmm. he uh, has the best intentions actually which you know best intentions can pave the way to hell mm-hmm. get it yeah, you know, yeah. it doesn't matter I hate that saying but yeah, yeah but it, <laughs> that's what people say right yeah right <laughs> and uh, it's all cliche as it comes but, yeah but like I hate after, that because wait a minute the thing that I I'm sorry for no, interrupting but the thing I really hate about that saying is like. Then what's the alternative? I should have bad intentions. <laughs> it's like what the fuck. So you're basically saying either way, I'm an asshole. Yeah. Like no matter what, you literally could have the best possible intentions. <laughs> you still should suck a dick and die. <laughs> Almost did a spit take right there. I'm sorry. Was, I was going for a sip. Got the part, little parched throat over here. Yeah. Almost did a. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. I'm sorry. No, you're yeah. good. You're good. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, I think it's interesting that. Uh, and I have a lot of friends who, and and it's it's interesting because you say you're you're kind of a neoliberal yeah. in the sense like the it's weird because the middle seems to be dying, which I find mm-hmm. it definitely is terrifying because yeah. any good. extremes on either side not good doesn't yeah. matter extreme left extreme mm-hmm. right obviously without being said goes to a bad place yeah, pretty yeah. much almost every time mm-hmm. so it's like in and I don't know if it's the rise of identity politics and I don't know if it's just because now social media and like we're not being able to have a conversation like this face to face because like it's easier to get escalate things on the internet as yeah. opposed to like seeing body language, listening to tone yeah. of voice and making eye contact and but just the reason, being respectful. You yeah, know? totally. But I think the reason that things do escalate is because people like here's the thing, right? I mean, if 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 either if you find any person and you say, is this person an expert? What are they expert in? Mm. Maybe they're expert in one thing, right? Yeah. Maybe. Mm-hmm. But it, maybe they're expert in nothing. But they're not going to be expert in every single thing you're going to talk about. Yep. So it's like if you and me sit down and talk about, 
the you know the North Korea or the uranium thing or whatever yeah. else, we don't really know what we're talking about. I agree. And that's and that's why it devolves into name calling is because usually one person one person knows a little bit about it and the other person doesn't know anything at all. <laughs> and the person that doesn't know the one person will be like, here's my piece of knowledge that proves you wrong. And then the other person will be like, well, you're a dick face because that's all they have at that point. Mm -hmm. There's no, there's nowhere else to go. So it's just, and here's the thing I believe <coughs> this is, I actually want to like either do podcasting or create a YouTube channel to kind of be just even, even exactly even more venting because mm -hmm. the Facebook is just, it's not enough for me anymore, but it's like my overall philosophy is that we really should kind of be ashamed of ourselves way more than we are mm. and that the u.s should should be going on an apology tour for all the fucked up shit that we've done like for instance uh -huh. the iraq war right yeah which is a huge thing for me like i will never stop talking about the iraq war because and how real quick just so yeah, people know how, how old are you just... i am i am a 32 okay so you're just like four to five years older than me or whatever so yeah. you were like you were in college peak bush basically or like mm. in high school like yeah. learning about all that exactly i was actually when we invaded iraq i was um studying abroad in sweden wow yeah so i was that's getting, an interesting perspective right you got to right see. Yeah, yeah right because it's like um you know i mean we're basically right back right now under trump to where we were under bush except bush had to literally go to start a fake ass war in a country mm -hmm. to get that much hate from from other countries Mm -hmm. And Trump just it manages that by being himself. <laughs> but, I mean, the thing is, I mean, we collectively, right, we got attacked on 9-11. Yep. And, and then we collectively decided to go invade Afghanistan, which I support because it made it makes sense to me. It continues to make sense. Yep. Even if it wasn't. The Taliban the, was number one back even then. Even if it wasn't the best possible thing we could do, it makes some sense. Mm -hmm. Versus Iraq makes no sense, right? Yeah. So we, and we did that. And... And we are not apologetic about it. No, we will and, see. That's the thing with being American, almost. It's just like we we kind of assume that we know best, and that we just are like, oh, we're number one, or we're yeah. this. So we just like we just are like, if we do something and it's a mistake, we just are like, we just kind of brush it under the rug a little bit. Yeah, pretend it doesn't. But happen. it's like, I mean, it's just the thing is, it's hard to ignore things like this when I remember that. Like I remember mm. all this. I was alive, you know. Yep. So it's like, I. You know, I like for me, it's like something like we need to have a little introspection because of things like that. Like, and then it, and the reason I brought all that up was to lead directly into you know online calling some the other person dick breath mm -hmm. is because we don't have that introspection of being like, what's wrong with me? What's wrong with us that we did something like that? Yeah. And could we do that again? I believe so because we haven't really come to terms. With when we did it the last time. Yeah, that's a good right? point. That makes sense. And as you know, another cliche. I'm gonna just be a cliche machine today. <laughs> History is bound to repeat itself if you yeah. don't study it or learn yeah. from it, right? Yeah. I mean, it's just I don't think like you could like compare it maybe to Vietnam or something, but it's like Vietnam still kind of makes more sense than Iraq. Like Iraq really made no sense. Yeah, I mean and it was based all on lies, weapons of mass destruction. Yeah, there's no like, story. There's no real story. You know. Yeah. And, and it created a lot of, uh, I mean, it was like a powder keg over there. And that was. And that created like, ISIS, yeah. And yeah. it took down Syria. And I believe that, like, the war in Iraq, because George Bush at the time was saying, like, dem democracy will spread like wildfire through the Middle East. Like, he was saying stuff like that, right? Mm -hmm. And then that created the Arab Spring. 
and then the Arab Spring took down Syria, and yep. that created the thing for ISIS. So it's like, and then, but then we turn around and, uh, and then the Republicans want to turn around and blame Obama for ISIS yeah. and stuff like that, you know? Yep. And they want to say Obama's going on an apology well, see, tour. They, they say that it's his fault because he wasn't strong enough. You know, yeah, maybe, yeah, maybe. Which, I mean, if you want to say yes, maybe he could have done more. I, I mean, but here's, but here's the thing, though. I mean, so he went to Congress to get approval to go do military action in Syria, and they said no. Well, the U.S. people also said no. Exactly. It, it was very oh, of unpopular course. opinion. Of course. Yeah. And as, you know, and, it, and that makes sense. Yeah. But it's like under the Constitution, he should not have intervened in that circumstance. Yeah. And therefore... There's nothing we could have done unless people feel differently. And that's the whole thing. And is that why you feel more like inclined almost to like sometimes do posts or make these like political statements on Facebook because you think maybe you can like uh, just put the knowledge out there. Maybe somebody doesn't know I mean, what's happening or I'm just curious. No, it's I want honestly. Or is it I just want, about getting it out, just like fucking like get it out. It, that's definitely a big part of it. But I just I honestly want people to feel shame. Mm. That's what I really want because that's what we should feel like it's like you know it's like i have this job now where if i mess mess something up if i am act incompetently mm -hmm. i'm humiliated for that oh, and then yes. i feel shame and then you learn quicker too yeah and that's good yeah that's good and hopefully i become more competent because of that yeah but it's absolutely. like but it's like everyone wants to blame leaders politicians like it's someone else's fault no it's our fault yeah and nobody we, wants to take any yeah it's yeah. our fault like when we were going to war in iraq a lot of people supported that and yeah, that's why did. and that's why it happened mm, you that's know that's a good point yeah it was that was a tough one because i mean like in retrospect not tough even some people obviously in congress were voting no for the war of course but yeah. like what i'm what i'm saying is like when something like 911 happens it, it people it just galvanizes people good or bad or oh yeah whatever so it was oh, like yeah. it changed people were everything. just like ready almost oh totally like, you know what i mean in a weird i mean way. i was yeah i was living in new jersey so right outside new york yeah very so um i remember dude it's in uh, once again i lived through this and i remember that people felt a certain type of way mm -hmm. and when like i actually i remember this vividly from the i remember the class i was in when i first heard about the first know. plane <laughs> not even like the second plane, like the first plane, like, oh, and I thought, oh, some like hobby pilot, you know, accidentally crashed into one of the towers. Yeah. And then you heard about the second plane. But I remember, and then we were talking about, let's find whoever did this and drag them through the street, like tie a rope around their ankles and drag. I mean, we were angry, dude. Yeah. So it's People like. People were pissed off. Yeah, really Rightfully angry. Rightfully so. I mean, obviously that yeah. was a fucking devastating thing. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No doubt But about it's it. like, but so Bush took that and he used it as. Politicized an it. Well, he uses it as an excuse to go to war in Iraq, and honestly, I still don't understand what what was your what was his reasoning. Like, I wish I could say it down. Finish like, daddy's job. Yeah, I mean that's what a lot of people said. It could be that, but it's like I, honestly, I would love to hear that answer because it's it really we'll never, should it, not. We'll never get it. It real, but it's like it really should not be a mystery at this point why yeah. we went, why we sent, hmm. and it's like. And then you like we're in San Diego now, huge military town, yeah. and we I hear all these stories all the time of these people with traumas from the war, mm, you know. Heartbreak and, stuff. and it's and it's like, um, this did not need to happen. And it's like I like honestly, North Korean nukes. It's like that's a, that's a joke. Like I don't like like Norm Macdonald had an amazing joke. I don't know if you saw. It. I, I think I, it was I on the Norm, but I didn't see the joke. On the last Letterman, he's like he's like, you ever wake up in the middle of the night? 
Like, oh, uh, North Korea. <laughs> I wonder if they'll get me. Yeah. No, you know, it's like, yeah. No, I mean, and that just, to me, that it just perfectly crystallizes it. It's like, we're, we're making a big deal out of North Korea right now. When really, I, in my opinion, we should still be talking about Iraq. And it's, it really is a tragedy to me that we ever stop talking about like, it. it. It is a tragedy. I agree. I think it's important to that these talks and like whether or not something happens, I'm not going to put any money on Trump getting it done completely. Yeah. That's not who I'm betting on. Yeah. But, uh, like, in, I mean, in God, the, God bless him. I hope he does yes. solve the problem. You know, Absolutely. they're they're that's saying the thing. I the, hate yeah. when people just are like, yeah. I want him to fail just so. Well, that's what that's what that's what the, uh, the conservatives are saying now is that the liberals want the United States to be nuked so that we can say that Trump failed, yeah. which is like, you know what? Like maybe if a couple people said that, but no, it's like we don't we don't have to we don't have to report on everything anybody says on Twitter. Like that's. A rabbit hole that doesn't need yeah. to be gone down. Just because you can tweet and have a Twitter doesn't yeah. mean that because and you said something with five thousand followers doesn't mean that you need to be like oh this yeah. is how every liberal thing. Yeah, now. exactly. We don't need to be reposting tweets from like baby Hitler every chance <laughs> we get. You know, yeah, it's yeah. like, but um, yeah, I hope he does succeed. But it's like you feel like it's almost like in a weird way it's like low hanging fruit. Oh, of course. I mean, dude, the whole the whole business model of Fox News, because historically, uh, journal like uh, journalistic organizations, they would send people out to you know Baghdad and Tokyo and yeah. all over the place, and that's expensive. The whole business model of Fox News was either to just re-report what other people are doing, or report on Twitter or whatever else, because it's cheap. Yeah. And, and, and they make a lot of money. They make a lot of money, dude. It's an, it's an excellent business move, yeah. and they've done really well by it. But it's like, I yeah. I feel like those traditional medias are kind of falling to the wayside a little bit more. Like, they obviously still have a lot of power. There's mm-hmm. no doubt about it. But, like, people like me, I'm assuming you as well, mm-hmm. get a lot of our news probably somewhere else. I mean, I get my... I've, people I follow on YouTube and mm-hmm. stuff Twitter I like journalists that I respect and usually yeah. do a good job of reporting mm-hmm. you know instead of just like trying to feed me a narrative as much as opposed to like just give me the straight facts you know yeah. what I mean no journalists on Twitter are sweet but I like PBS NewsHour mm, okay. that was like um, my dad used to watch that when I was growing up nice. and like when when all this stuff started happening like I, I would, didn't watch it basically for my whole life until Trump stuff started happening because it's like, it's like you know that PBS NewsHour they're really legit. Yeah. Like it is like old school, like Walter Cronkite <laughs> yeah, style. Yeah, yeah, like, journalism. Yeah, no, I mean it really is. And then, but so then you see this Judy Woodruff, who's the the head anchor, mm-hmm. sometimes getting emotional, and you're like, wow, this is some the really real next level. You know what I mean? Because it's really so slight. You really have to be an avid watcher mm-hmm. because she will literally you'll watch her and she'll like have just to gather herself a minute no i mean no she'll be interviewing like talking to one of the correspondents and she'll just shift her papers around a little bit and go mm. but you know that that for her it's that's huge deal. that's huge yeah, yeah. It's and, a, and that's the thing like today controversy is what fucking sells it's what gets you famous it's what gets you popular yeah and it's it's so weird, like in, whether you're a rapper or you're trying to get a YouTube channel, like the Logan Paul guy going around and filming dead bodies, like yeah, it's I mean like that's weird what I want to do. Cultures, <laughs> you film dead bodies. <laughs> well, no, I want to get on YouTube. I will do oh. <laughs> I will do anything for clicks, bro. I will do anything yeah, I mean, because I see people these people. Will. 
They make real money, dude. I mean, I he bought a house in fucking Beverly Hills. I am Hills. so. I feel so dumb. I should have been doing this. Like I used to make movies in high school. I should have been doing this ten years ago. Like what have I been doing yeah. with my life? I'm I'm humping my. There's another. There's I'm busting no. my ass on like these corporate jobs doing yep. data. They it's don't like, care what am a I fuck doing? about you. We, of course not. What am I doing? I could be making ten times more money. Yeah. Going to Japanese dead person forest. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so it's just yeah. gnarly, like, and it's so funny that you were, t- I want to come back to this a little bit, just because we've had a complete reverse, actually. So, like, you said 2016 galvanized you. Mm-hmm. Fucking 2016 destroyed me. Really? Like, it took you out. Two, 2015 to 2016, like, I was in it, I was fucking... Oh, during the election. Yeah, I was yeah. fucking but in it. But what about before that? I was, I've always been into politics, like, yeah. I voted for Obama twice, blah, mm-hmm. blah, blah, whatever. Uh, didn't matter. I was in Kansas. Like, yeah. Obviously, it was. Like... But I mean, but when Obama was president, like at least me, I was kind of like chilling. You know yeah. what I mean? Like not really that into it. Mm-hmm. And now I have my like with like all these little ticks. Like I'll check like New York Times, Washington Post, Fox News, and Breitbart. Yeah. You know what I mean? And see yep. everything that's going on. But to it's like yeah, all the sides exactly. The <laughs> but back in the day, you know, I was just like, ah, Obama's there. We're yeah, good. Yeah, yeah, that's funny. It's interesting yeah. that because it, it, I don't know what happened. I don't know if it just fucking took a part of my soul away or what. But like, it was exhausting, and I was realized like, I had never been that involved in in a campaign because I was a Bernie supporter, or whatever, back in the day, mm-hmm. and it was like I felt like I was like, this is the guy, and and it was weird. And I look back on it, and I'm like. What was I thinking? I was just like caught up in the fucking it was like whirlwind of it because I was yeah. like, this guy is authentic. This guy's this, and there was something about his honesty and just like how he seemed to be kind of a man of the people. No, I mean he had point. a crazy run, dude. Yeah. I mean it was just it was a historic run. Yeah, like so was Trump's, and that's one thing that's crazy. Like Trump does so much crazy shit. He's yeah. such a fucking lunatic that his amazing rise to presidency mm-hmm. really doesn't get talked about. That is a crazy like he came out of no like. To mm-hmm. run and do to, to get the presidency, yeah, as a fucking reality TV star, mm-hmm. is insane. It's a yeah, it's a totally new. But he's so insane and crazy that nobody even talks about that. You're just like you have to keep up with all this. Well, I think the really scary thing now is that anybody it really is. Well, no, it's really become a cult of personality around mm. him. Where you know, I don't like. I honestly believe that all this Mueller stuff is going to amount to a lot. Really, like a you whole, think something will happen? Well, I mean, his campaign manager is in jail now. That's what I heard. Cohen yeah. or, or no, no, that's his I mean, lawyer. can you imagine if, uh, yeah, no, Cohen, Cohen's not in jail. It's uh, Manafort. Manafort. But um, can you imagine if John Podesta were in jail right now? Like what the Republicans would be saying? Fuck. Right? Yeah. I mean, they. Well, they, that's the thing. The they had lock her up. Yeah. Lock the, her up. Well, the that Republicans was their thing. are better at politics, plain and simple. Or at least uh, not better at politics, better at selling their politics. Oh, no, no, no. They are. They're I better totally at using agree. words. They they put the, the whether it's Obamacare like they the way they coin things. I mean no, they, they, they they're brilliant at it. They really are. Yeah no they they really are the masters and it's um like the whole Hillary email thing. When I first heard about it, I I did not make sense to me. I'm like okay so she improperly people still think that she should be in jail like on exactly Facebook, but it's yeah totally totally. Yeah. I mean it's still people are still talking about it. And but to me after the win exactly exactly it's so insane it's so insane but it's like to me I I'm like this is never gonna catch on like Mm. it's like it's like as if someone we're supposed to have a ten minute coffee or smoke break 
at work. And took and a 15? And took a 15. <laughs> yes. That's what it's like to me. I'm like, and so I'm like, okay, sure, she didn't do the right thing with her emails. She's an old but, grandma. But they are just emails. Yeah, no, it's national ju- security, bro. <laughs> no, and then I just saw on Facebook, I just saw somebody, like, literally just said, um... Could the um, Benghazi and the emails be all be connected? Oh and I'm like Benghazi emails. <laughs> oh my god, dude, that that's, would be that would be a, a total game changer. That's Benghazi peak. emails, yeah, yeah. yeah you can, you cannot get any more uh, scandalous than that. Yeah, no, it's I, weird. It's, yeah, it's between the emails and just in, in general, we live in weird times right now because of like how popular conspiracy theories are and stuff too. Like everything's making a comeback. Yeah, flat Earth. Like nope. Mm-hmm. Outer space doesn't exist. Like, who, like, there's people that think like chemtrails are real. Like, yeah, it's no, crazy I had, out there. It's honestly, I. It would have been really strange and foreign to me if I didn't have this friend from college, who was kind of super into conspiracy theories. Like, he was. He thought the world was going to end in 2012. Oh yeah. yes, the Mayans. Right? Yeah, yeah, the, the Mayans. Yeah. Oh, I and remember so, that. And so, and so, I. It was actually. Wasn't that like it, December 21st, 2012, or something like yeah, that? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so I saw him. Uh, we hung out again in 2016, and I had to really press him to get him to admit that that was in fact not the case. <laughs> nice. <laughs> yeah. So, but so he like he didn't end up voting for Trump, but he was like supporting Trump more so than Hillary. Yeah. So it kind of I kind of understood the Trump thing all through him because. I don't know that many people. Yeah. I mean, I grew up with people like that were Trump supporters, but that's just because, you know, whatever. That, that area, yeah. Where you, but, yeah. And obviously, I grew up with a lot of Trump supporters. Yeah, yeah. And still Trump supporters. And, mm-hmm. I mean, in a lot of ways, like, it's it's tough, too, because when you look at the economy right now, it's on it's it's kind of on the upswing, supposedly. Like, oh, no, it's like, going there's amazing. No, there's no doubt about it. Oh, it's going amazing. And, and, yeah. and, and that, and it's like, so what's going on? You well, and, 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 and it could be tax cuts. Obviously, the national debt is going to fucking skyrocket because of these mm-hmm. tax cuts. And that's one of the things that Republicans used to fucking hammer on. Mm-hmm. But they don't care about it. They're just like, let's, let's get let's this. No, I mean, but know? the thing with the the president doesn't affect the economy like today. Like the, that's nothing, how I always felt, yeah. Yeah, nothing the president does today it takes time. affects the economy tomorrow even or next week. It yeah, takes time. It takes a long-ass time. Yeah. I mean, but it's... That's why it took eight years for the crash. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, right? But no, but even more likely, I mean, most of the stuff that the president does doesn't affect the economy at all, ever. So... Well, except for the confidence. There's a thing about Sure, oh yeah, confidence, sure. Because of the market, right? That'll be a big, like, if they have faith that he's going to be fucking kind of playing ball or whatever you want to call it. But you can even, you can overestimate the impact of uh, confidence, though. Because it's like, the thing is... We have a strong economy now, whereas obviously in 2008 we had a really weak economy, right? Yes, yes. But so we've been improving since 2008. So um, steadily. So there, there are fundamentals that were like, for instance, like Warren Buffett had a really good quote where he says, you know, when the financial crisis happens, like in 2008, mm-hmm. it's like the tide going down, so you can see mm. who's not wearing a bathing suit. Oh, you know what I mean? I love that quote. Yeah, yeah, right. Isn't it? So, yeah, Warren Buffett. You know, he's, he's the man. Obviously, he's the man. He's, yeah. He's, he's but so, the, so basically, what you do is you clear out like the Bernie Madoffs and all the you know the the, the Lehman Brothers. Yeah, the and you yeah, and you that's what happens during a recession or a huge crisis like that is you clear out all the bad stuff and then that kind of improves your economy. Yeah, and that's kind of the fundamentals of economics like working themselves yeah. out. Back to the. Bringing it back to 
back to the wildfires. A lot of times you have to have a controlled burn underneath to get the underbrush so yeah. these big wildfires don't happen. No, no, exactly, yeah. Kinda, but yeah. so, but so confidence, kind of confidence does play a role, but confidence doesn't. Confidence kind of, I think, affects like the top level noisy you know are we going up or down this week gotcha but i don't it but the fundamentals are something that kind of is a slow push from like 2008 to today i agree i agree but i mean so trump taking credit for the i mean trump taking credit for the economy i think is unwarranted at least i kind of feel that way as well but it's like it's it's tough because it doesn't matter because he's in office yeah people no i mean but we know what i mean i agree with you but when you push a tax cut when you push a tax cut like they did it does kind of kick the economy in the ass a little bit Mm -hmm. so in the short term more people are going to have more money in their pocket even young you know poor people whatever they're Mm -hmm. going to be able to go buy that extra tv or Mm -hmm. little things that but then what you have to worry about is um a tax cut kind of effectively increases the money supply which might lead to inflation yep so we might be looking at inflation which we haven't even thought about for like 20 years wow that's interesting yeah Yeah, and the other thing that they don't talk about you know again it's just classic trickle down and the money always seems to get caught in the gutters they need to clean those gutters out for the trickle down but oh yeah (laughs) i mean and the gutters are all owned by like the top (laughs) 0.001 percent right Yeah, yeah. yeah i mean yeah, boy, I, mean, I ain't seen any of that trickle. I, I'm not seeing any trickle. Dude, I mean, <laughs> I, I definitely see people out and about around town where I'm like, damn, that guy's doing good. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah he's well, I mean, people really are. I mean, these dude, I graduated college in 2008. Wow. Yeah, I graduated. Yeah, right? The best could not be worse. <laughs> I, like, I literally, I remember graduating college. It was before, like, Bear Stearns, right before it really started going down. Yeah. And my parents were saying, like, even before... Before we knew that there was a financial crisis, they were like, ah, the economy is not that good. It's mm. not that great, you know? And that was before the crisis happened. Yep. It was tough to find a job even before. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It really hit. Yeah, no, I mean, yeah. So it was really very yeah, bad. But so, but so now walking around, I see, like, it, it at least seems to me, I perceive an actual general improvement mm-hmm. in the way people are doing. So that's nice. But we all know it's not going to last. And that's why I love... Uh, someone like Jerry Brown, you know, mm-hmm. who's reminding Ex, us about governor, right? Or is, no, he's current is, is still. He still well, yeah, yeah. he will be soon after, to be a soon to be ex governor. Yeah, 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 no worries. Yeah, um, but like, um, he reminds us that you know, you, like he set us at a rainy day fund, which I love. Yeah, and reminds us that the next recession is coming, uh-huh. and that's what happens every time there's a recession: is these state governments who can't run a deficit oh, year over year, mm-hmm. then they get get into trouble because you have to project you have to like decide what you're going to spend money on next year yeah and then project what you think you're going to get in tax revenues yep. but you don't you, there's no way to know what you're really going to well, get kansas is uh famous for oh uh, yeah uh not being able to you know make a budget properly because of tax cuts yeah and no, obviously I, it was that sam brownback right? yeah yeah brown pakistan is yeah. like the <laughs> now, you know what i never knew about kansas until recently too kathleen sebelius is from there she was oh, the she? Part, she okay. was secretary of education for all right uh, obama all right that's nice that's a, that's a one little no, i mean but <laughs> kansas really seems to be a kind of a hotbed of uh white supremacy a little bit. I mean, I heard, I I grew up around, you know, a fair bit of that. I heard, yeah, you know. I mean, it just it does seem like there's several notable. Maybe it's maybe it's just my perception, but there Mm -hmm. seems to be several notable like white supremacists or white supremacists. And you know, I to be honest, I I I couldn't for sure say like I'm sure there is. I I I mean, I grew up and there's definitely racism in Kansas. Yeah, no doubt about that. Of 
course. But there, you know, obviously there's a lot of good people too. I don't oh, want to yeah, no. the state under the bus. Oh yeah, no, I'm sorry. Yeah, I don't want to. I'm sure. Yeah, I'm sure, dude. I mean, white supremacists can be very fine, good people. Well, that's you know? the thing. I yeah. mean, I mean, yeah. There's a new, yeah. I mean, yeah. It's just people are complicated, you know. Exactly. It's uh, we and that's are, the other thing that we contain multitudes. Nuance is kind of dead these days. It seems like. Yeah. 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 You can't, you know, if you like you said, you're you're a neoliberal. Yeah. That's you're you're almost like not a part of the crowd anymore on the left. Oh yeah. People no, are almost like, dude, get out of here. You're you're. You're bad, or yeah. something. You know what I mean? I mean, the if thing, you don't agree with me on all these issues, yeah. then you're you're against me. But I mean, I could li- I could sit down and really the the thing that makes me um, really annoying to like people like that, like Bernie Bros or whatever, yeah, yeah. you know, is that I can really sit down and break down why I believe what I believe. Yeah. Like, um, and a lot of people, they're just like, you know, they they, they you just hit a wall with them at some mm-hmm. point, and it's like it's okay, like even like. Obviously, anyone, there are certain things that you're not going to know. And ultimately, it's okay at a certain point if you're, like, discussing an issue. Or to just be like, like, yeah, I'm going to need to look into that a little bit more. Yeah. Like, I, like, my girlfriend's a vegetarian, and I was just, we got in this huge argument last night Uh because we, we disagree about certain things politically. And so I'll say maybe she doesn't have, you know, enough empathy for people sometimes. Yeah. But then she throws the whole animal thing in my face because mm. I sometimes eat meat. And I agree with her that it is very arrogant of us humans to put ourselves above other animals yeah. and to engage in practices like factory farming, which is basically like a, holo- it's a holocaust every day going yeah. on, uh, you know, in animals, our country. Yeah. And it's and it's it's one that's fueled by our consumption and by my consumption because I eat meat. Same. Yeah. So um, it's interesting. There's always hypocrisy you can find with inside yourself too. Yeah, and you know. but so it's like it, it, it identifies it's part of the battle. Yeah, and so so but I try to go like, hey, you know, I like going to Crack Shack. Do you know Crack yeah, Shack? Yeah, yeah, that yeah. That chicken is fucking so oh good. Oh my god, it's so good. And the Crack Shack, the thing with Crack Shack is they get like some of the nice chickens where they have like a nice little the free range. Yeah, yeah, they yeah. have a nice little lifestyle for themselves yeah. there, not the horrible factory farm chickens. So I'm trying to on top of each I'm, other. Yeah, yeah. So I'm trying to be like. Um, a little more I, conscious. Yeah, exactly. I know, but I'm trying to go to her and be like, "But I can eat the crack jack chickens, right? Like that's <laughs> okay." And she'll be like, "No, but you're clear cutting the forest for their feed and whatnot and blah blah." blah. And she's right. And I'm like, "No, but there is natural grassland right in Kansas where you come yeah, from. Yeah, like that was funny. never a huge forest all yeah, over the true. place, right? Those grassland." But then she's like, "Only three percent of the earth is naturally grassland, and we did clear cut a lot." And so at a certain point, I'm like, you know what? Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm just going to go research and trying to yeah, find a way go. that I'm right. But either way, you know what? Nobody's perfect. I would like to be better One, and do better. And But a lot of people can't get to that mm-hmm. point. Where they're like, you know what, maybe I'm wrong. Yeah, and, and one quote, so we'll, we got to get to the open mic okay, yeah. But one quote I'll kind of end on is like, one thing is like, R.I.P. Anthony Bourdain. But he said, mm. like, one of the things that he said was like, he abhors certainty. People who are I just heard that. so certain of everything. Fuck that. Was that on you. WTF? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, I was just listening to that today. A great episode of WTF. Yeah, yeah, Check it out if you haven't. I was just listening to that literally just now. But he he, he uh, said that, and I was like, oh, my God, I love that quote, because that's how I am. I'm like, I, I'm more skeptical-minded. I'm more uncertain, and I try to go at things from that mindset, and I mm-hmm. feel like it has that curiosity about it that allows me to learn and be more open to maybe yeah. changing my mind or this side or the other. You and know just I mean? accepting that you have shortcomings, and it's like if you – if you're having a discussion with someone and you know they throw something in your face where you don't have anything, 
Like, don't call them a dick bag. Just be <laughs> like, hey, you know what? Maybe you're right. Take I don't a deep know. Breath, yeah. yeah, I don't know that much about that. Maybe I might have to read up on it a little bit more. Yeah. And it's like, I don't always follow that advice either, but, you know, I'm trying. Do, as I, do yeah. as I say, not as I yeah. do. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know, I'm, I feel like I have at least done that at certain points. For sure. So. And that's how it, yeah, it's called growth, right? Yeah, right. Yeah, I'm working towards it. All right. Well, thank you, Oren. I appreciate you coming yeah, on the thanks, podcast. Yeah, thanks, Miles. Yeah, appreciate it. Yeah, yeah, thanks, man. We'll have to do it again. Yeah, for sure. All right. Bye. what's up folks so thank you for listening um i'm keeping the outro short today it was a long episode i know i know i'll be very surprised if any of you even hear this almost just because it is a long episode and i know it can be a lot to donate that much time to to the kid and uh i thank you though if you did make it this far you're a beautiful person thank you for listening you are the best um what else yeah we're just gonna keep it short you know I gotta get back into the working out. I gotta get back into journaling. It's only been a few days since I've last recorded a podcast, so not much has changed, people. Not much has changed. Uh, yeah. What is there anything I should recommend for you to watch? I'm trying to think. Ah, yes, I got I got something here for you, and I can't remember if I mentioned this already, but it's good enough to mention twice. So even if I have, and you didn't check it out, I'm mentioning it again because. It is pretty much a must-watch, in my opinion. So fucking funny. So well-produced. So well-done. It's the number one live podcast in the world, Kill Tony. They just had the five-year anniversary of Kill Tony, which is one of my favorite podcasts. And uh, it was fucking home run derby. So hilarious. They were just crushing everything out of the park. I mean, they had Joe Rogan on, Don Myrera, Bruce Buffer did the intro. They had a beautiful tribute to some comics who have passed away and been on the show before. It was just really well done. Uh, one of my favorite things has been you know, produced this year in my mind. It was just so well done. And if you like laughing and having a good time, go check out the five-year anniversary of Kill Tony on Vimeo. Vimeo? the you know, Not YouTube, but Vimeo, the other bootleg-watching video website. Check it out there. Uh, just Google it. You'll find it. So good. And yeah, besides that, we're just keeping the music classical today. I was feeling fancy talking about politics, and I can't even pronounce some of the names that <laughs> I used today. 
So I'm just saying mm, classical music today because not all of it's picked out, and that's what we're doing. So thank you all for listening. You're the best. You're the best. And yeah, until next time, folks. Manchild. Ow. Oh.